Hello and welcome to WTF Anime, the show where we like to write existential epithets on our cigarettes. I am Joe, and joining me as ever is Travis. How's it going, buddy? Oh, I don't, I don't know how it's going. Um, I'm happy to be here as always with Joe, but I don't know what the fuck I just watched. <laughs> Listen, we watched the wholly explained. Leaves nothing to the imagination. Episode one of Fooly Cooly, and everyone who's ever seen it before knows that you know exactly what's going on as soon as you watch the first episode. So, really, there should be nothing for me to explain to you. All right, good talk. Um, bye, guys. <laughs> well, we at least need to cover the plot. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm out, Joe. We're gonna go watch Wrist Cutters: A Love Story and then go listen to some folk punk. Fuck this. <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> any film I can get Tom Waits and I will watch. Oh, you're going to get him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a much shorter intro than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah? Uh-oh. Yeah. We're going to have to stretch. Well, I mean, I can talk about the anime itself. Oh, well, that seems like a poor idea, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How fucking dare you? I'm just... I'm commenting on our quality of reviewing anime, not on the anime <laughs> itself right now. I mean, we talked about this in the pre-show, and this is one of my favorite shows ever. And um, yeah, I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you enjoyed this thing. <laughs> so, uh, Fulikuli, or FLCL, came out in, I think, 2006. I could be entirely wrong. Uh, and it's from the studio Gynax, which, cast your mind back, Travis, mm -hmm. we've reviewed uh, one of their works, at least one of their works, uh, Evangelion. Oh! This was done by exactly the same studio. Oh, fair enough then. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you say Gynax, I'm thinking feminine products, but apparently anime is the way to go. I think it's just like a different thing from like the West to Japan, like... <laughs> mm, fair enough. <laughs> oh yeah so we gotta do it <laughs> let's I mean, talk you were working so hard on trying to procrastinate i am and i'm just tired joe i'm tired just take Aww, me out poor baby come on I'm, I'm gonna imagine the rabbits you just you just do this <laughs> we'll have some alfalfa out in the fields <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Fulukuli, the episode one starts out with um, narration, a monologue, who knows, uh, about the correct procedure of holding a baseball bat from Samajimi Mamimi. Uh, and they're basically uh, standing like under a bridge, I think. Yeah, um, right at. Uh is it a river's edge, I'm guessing? Yeah, like you see this kind of construct all the time in anime. I just don't know what it is, but it's like nearby some water. Yeah, fair enough. It's a trope. Yeah. So she is like swinging a baseball bat while we meet our main character, uh, Nauta, who is doing some homework and just offering her critiques on holding baseball bats. As in your hands are upside down. Yeah. Does he need, like, literal upside down? I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, she because... has, like, she her hands are basically switched, so, like, a left hand is on her right arm. She's up, oh, she's a rakshasa. Oh, okay. 
Fair enough. She didn't look like a mystical tiger lady, but fuck it. Nothing else made sense either. Is I can make any dumb reference I want, like any weird thing, and Travis will just be like, yep, that that totally makes sense. (laughs) Well, no, I I know what a Rakshasa is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a D&D nerd. I know these things. Yeah, exactly. So we get a bit of dialogue between them, and they kind of establish their relationship. His brother, who used to be uh, Mamimi's boyfriend, has gone away somewhere, and now Mamimi is kind of using him as a substitute and, like, weird-hugging him and nibbling on his ear. Yeah, and it's weird because she she does that, and he's all, well, he's really young. He's not necessarily into that yet. So he's going, you know, well, well why, uh... Why do you got to keep doing this? And she says, if I don't, I'll overflow. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not feeling like Mamimi's human in any way, shape, or form. And that's just... <laughs> that's like the first 30 seconds. We're like 30 seconds in. Mamimi is a robot who heard about sex and now is trying to assimilate herself into human society, is what we're saying. I don't feel like this is a synth... Thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get that vibe from this. Got a lot of things, not that. And she gives a weird answer that is just, well, if I don't, I'll overflow. What happens when you overflow? Something amazing. Probably something amazing, yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird. So weird, and I love it. <laughs> She's either an alien or a pedophile, and I'm not sure which one it is yet. I mean, Nauta is 12, so she's definitely the latter, maybe the former. Oh, good. I mean, <laughs> no, it, it still doesn't feel good if the pedophile's not a human. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> somebody, somebody call Chris Hansen. <laughs> Oh, God. And you thought you weren't going to have anything to joke about. <laughs> uh, well, apparently I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the whiskey's kicking in. <laughs> there we have it. All right. <laughs> we get a thing that is common throughout the series, which is Nauta talking about just the town he's living in and nothing amazing happens. And you kind of get like this little exposition spout about a new factory that's been uh, brought out uh, or constructed and how it just seems to be like super weird and super invasive and it makes the town feel small and, you know, kind of closed in and seems to make nothing of it because then we get a weird bit where he doesn't like sour drinks. Yeah. Um. Now, I have to say, just in this opening... One of the first things that did strike me is that it doesn't feel like a lot of other anime in that they are not afraid to use pan back uh, really rough shots. Mm. Uh, they did it several times during the episode where the characters are interacting and then it like pulled back and you can't see any facial details. It's just like a, a, a rough sketch or outline of the body colored in. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do that a few times, and it's like, 
Look, I love everything about the direction of this anime, and no, no, I, I'm not, I'm not pan, uh, panning it for, for that at all. Oh, um, I, I know. I thought it was an interesting choice, like from from an actual academic, like, hey, you did something different than everybody else did. You didn't go all pretty, pretty, pretty all the time. Yeah, yeah. And what I, I love about all of those scenes where they remove facial features, it's always during conversations or mm-hmm. like just in the aftermath of. Like ending conversations and something has come up or something like that. Like it's used really, really well. And I don't know if I want to get like kind of nerdy about it. Think about it. Every time they pan back like that, and they they usually have a pause uh, mm-hmm. after the conversation, almost like the characters are going through an emotional thing or kind of turning inward, so they're not paying attention to the outward character that they're actually having a conversation with yep which could be why they're drawn with less detail because they're turned inward you did it travis (laughs) i did what you're starting to see the levels that this show has (laughs) there are a lot of levels here (laughs) i i I had more books than friends as a child um what can i say Dude, okay, stick with it, you will love this show. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Because the first episode was kind of a rough go. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Like, I don't hate it, I don't know what to do with it, I I water it, as I told you earlier, I feel neutral about this. (laughs) You're Switzerland on this matter. That's true, I make chocolate and have banks. (laughs) Exactly. So, so to pull us away from all this being existential, um, they start. Uh, Nauta starts asking Mamimi about uh, his brother, who's in the US, and then we hear the revving of a motorcycle in the background, and then uh, the soundtrack kicks in, which is all throughout the anime uh, is done by one band, The Pillows, and it's it's just so good, man. It's good, but y- you know what? I've got to say. You said this was completed in 2006, yes? It's, it's somewhere around there. I may have okay. it like off by a couple of years. The band's sound is kind of 90s as fuck. It is. It super is. <laughs> like, wow, I, I was like, wait a second, am I graduating high school again? <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's super 90s. Like, mm-hmm. even even the end, it's like, oh, I'm trying to think of one of the terrible folksy rock bands that came out during the 90s. But yeah, <laughs> it totally brought me back to that. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, that is, that is where I am at on the soundtrack. It's <laughs> 90s as fuck. <laughs> okay, here we go. I found it. Yeah. Okay, uh, 2003. 2003. So we should be kind of creeping out of that 90s, but maybe they were going <laughs> for like a retro thing or a, a postmodern retro. I don't know, because at that point, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they just went with this band, you guys. It's a thing they did. That's Look, all it's I got. a good-ass band. All right. So we should probably get back to what's happened, because we've covered... Maybe a couple minutes into the episode, yeah, yeah. really? It's fine. Like, there's not a lot that happens in this episode. 
There isn't. <laughs> so, uh, the loud motorcycle noise is um, a woman riding up on a Vespa with a rip-powered Rickenbacker. Uh, yeah, the... Um... She's got like a like a chain sword that's also a guitar kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. And, and she just like plows right into Nauta. Yeah, like, like we're not even That's like, a dead child. Per- <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I killed him. <laughs> and she's freaking out that she killed him. Maybe you should use the brakes. God damn it. Uh so she starts like shaking his body and, and lamenting and Trying to give him CPR yep. to bring him back. Just gives him CPR or like just makes out with him. And the the scene is like so dramatic. There's like a slow motion. Uh, there's like everything goes in slow motion. The camera like swivels around the like entire thing going on. And then they cut to Mamimi and Haruko in a trailer just talking about... Yeah, it's really hard to do those slow motion scenes. You have to hold your breath. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we broke the fourth wall already. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of fucks with me a little bit. I'm like, you you can't do this this early. You can't. We're less than ten minutes into this, and we've already said, fuck it, you guys. We're going to break a fourth wall. Mm Mm-hmm. So, (laughs) yeah. There we have it. The CPR works. (laughs) It does. And I gotta, I gotta go back to when they're breaking it. What's even oh, sure. funnier is it almost looks like they're viewing the outside footage, like they're watching a movie, yeah, and recording from a shittier camcorder of them talking about said movie that they're watching. Yeah, it has the kind of like camcorder grain on it, and then yeah, the animation like in the top corner. Oh, it's yeah, so good. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely like a. An attention to detail. I mean, you have to draw that and add that shitty grainy effect. So, <laughs> I mean, kudos on that, but I don't know. I'm not sure I was prepped for this in any way, and I feel like I should have been. Uh, no, you went, you went in blind, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, <laughs> let, let's, get, let's get back to, after they're done breaking the fourth wall, uh, he, wake, he wakes up. He wakes up. And then is immediately smacked in the head by the bass guitar. Right. Because that's her weapon of choice, so or so it appears. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He's right back out. And she's like smashing his head and all this good stuff. And I am confused. I am so confused. I don't understand, Joe. She's holding him upside down, like shaking him around, saying like, oh, it's not coming out. It's still not coming out. This guy's useless. Ugh. <laughs> right. At first, because they make a lot of jingling noise, I thought she was trying to rob him of real money. Yeah, and then you see, like, money bounce around, like, out of him. And, yeah. And he's also, like, 12, so, mm-hmm. like, I don't know too many really rich 12-year-olds that carry large sums of cash on them, <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, she's just she's just totally a bad thief. There's, there's nothing more to this. That's it. Totally. And her weird kind of almost cat's eyes. She's yeah. totally normal, you guys. She's totally normal. It's okay. She she does keep, like, shifting into, like, that kind of cat face mo- motif, like, throughout the show and even throughout this first episode. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know about the rest of the show. I sure know about this one, though. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is definitely a thing. Yeah. So I think he gets hit with the bass once again, and she just yells at him he's useless, and then drives off. Yeah. And then Momimi asks about the CPR. Did you put a tongue inside? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the weird, creepy sexual overtones of Momimi. Yeah, yeah. Mamimi's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you can't even argue that point. That is straight up a fact. Mm Mm-hmm. So we cut to Nauta at home, and there's a giant-ass horn growing out of his head. Yeah, that he can push right back in with his finger, apparently. Yep. Just, like, a giant thing coming out of his head, which I'm sure is representative of nothing because he's 12 and going into his teens. Nah, it doesn't mean anything, mate. (laughs) Well, you know, when you're 12, sometimes you get a head dick. It happens. (laughs) I mean, you know, all of us can relate to having a head dick. That's true. It's true. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, I don't even know where to go from here. (laughs) I just had, like, a weird disconnect where I was thinking, like ages and stuff. I thought I was like around 13 at this point. I was 10 when this came out. None of oh. this stu- this would have made zero fucking sense to me. <laughs> oh. Christ, you're still a child, Joe. <laughs> I am. Like fucking hell. Uh so he he covers up with the band-aid, uh goes to school and some people in this cast are talking about the story of the Vespa woman who bites you, leaves a mark if you've been doing naughty things. and like, Perverted things. Perverted things. And this scene is like kind of throwaway, because there's a really cool character, but she only really does stuff in future episodes. Oh, okay, well then, in that case, at, right, uh, at this point, that's unimportant to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get much from the scene other than um, high schoolers, or, well, not high schoolers, I guess it'd be middle schoolers? Yeah. I I, I don't know. They're in, like, 12. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, they're not quite at at, uh, high school level then. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Mamimi is a high schooler. She is. That (laughs) wants some of that sweet, sweet middle school D. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at least at least some earlobe yeah Give me some of that sweet sweet middle schooler earlobe <laughs> oh man um yeah let's just jump off that as quickly as possible okay <laughs> uh, that's yeah. fine because she wants to jump on oh <laughs> so now to is going to the hospital and meets Fine. up with um, Haru. <laughs> yeah. And they have a quick kind of talk about, you know, what happened after I left. And he turns around and he's got a weird band-aid on. And so she thinks, like, the thing that she did is finally working. And then she gets a cat face on, because why not? Yeah. And then she drugs a doctor and a nurse and steals her uniform. That that seems fairly reasonable to me. I mean, that's just another day in the life of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm trying to remember like the 
<laughs> like it's just some nonsense that she says is like yes it's a very common symptom where uh young kids uh grow horns out of their head from trying too from hard. trying too hard yeah <laughs> she said <laughs> he's like i th- you're lying and she's like yeah i'm lying <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even pretend she just she doesn't want to stick to her guns yep <laughs> Haru starts beating the shit out of the hospital and it starts doing flips. The building itself. Yeah, Yeah, and this would be another one of those where they kind of cut to uh, a different art style where it's more... Where anime tends to be smooth and and thin-lined. This is is thick and and a little rough-drawn for for Mm. what I call typical anime. Yeah, and what I find super cool about this bit is like the hospital like jumps all around, does all its stuff, and then almost overlaid to the like thicker art style is now turned regular art style, just kind of walking over it like a green screen. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of the high concept animes that you've made me watch that have a lot of subtext love to mix styles of art. Mm. It just seems to be a running theme with them. Because it it can be a very easy tool to, like, show either, like, different emotions or different mindsets during the scene. Yeah. Um, or even realities with flip-flappers. Yeah. <laughs> or lack of reality. Or lack of reality. Well, that was more color palette, but, mm. you know, same general direction. <laughs> so he gets home and uh now comes some really weird shit <laughs> no that's right he walks up walks up to his room and sleeps and then mm-hmm. we get more kind of stuff about his brother who we get the oh, we get a massive sense he really really admires yes uh well we kind of already when we learned that he left to play baseball in mm-hmm. the u.s which I can't remember if that was earlier or now. Yeah, they hint at it earlier because, yeah. like, Nauta is going to tell Mamimi something and says, My brother in the US, and we already know his brother likes baseball. Uh, and this is the kind of one where we get, Yeah, my brother's in the US playing baseball, and I had a dream about it. Yeah, and in, in the opening, uh, Mamimi actually asks him why he always carries a bat if yeah. he's not going to play baseball like his brother. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you are not a baseball player but you're carrying a baseball bat, you're either a murderer or you love your brother. Yep. Or, or both. I mean, we don't we don't know. I mean, it can be multi-purpose. Never, <laughs> never, never unitask when you can multitask, right? <laughs> uh, so... Anyway, it's just onwards and upwards. Yeah, so he he goes down for dinner, and he um, does. We get another style change, which is one of my favorite. It's straight up, an it's a fourth wall kind of breaking. Like it, it's all drawn like it's a manga. Yeah, it's all just manga panels, and they, like, shift through them, like, the camera, in inverted commas, like, shifts through them, so you can even see, like, future ones or past ones. Uh Uh-huh. It's such a great, like, visual scene, but what is said 
has like zero bearing on anything. That's part of uh, like I literally sent him a message like I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. I, I'm watching <laughs> it; and it's interesting, but I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, we get interest. We get introduced to um Nauta's dad and grandfather, and um kind of, sort of, but not really as characters so much as yeah. Like we like to ask weird, pervy questions in manga panels. We learned that uh, his grandpa thinks that uh, Mamimi does it like a weasel and is cursed. Uh. Yep. Yep. Oh man, if I have if I had a nickel for every time I said that, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh and then they uh they call out the name of the anime. <laughs> they do. Like a lot. Not like just once in passing. Mm-hmm. They straight up try to make it like a weird sexual term. It's like what the hell does Fulukuli mean? Uh well it can mean this thing, it can mean this thing, blah 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 blah. It's like doing this with your hands. Um, <laughs> oh, it's just so weird, and I love it. And like, even in that just kind of nonsense moment, it's not quite as clear. But we do get some backstory on his dad. You know what? You've watched this way more times than I have, and I was so distracted by what was going on visually. Mm -hmm. That I probably missed a little bit of that dad backstory. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the next episode or the episode after where it's kind of, like, confirmed. But for some reason, he was fired from his job in a big city uh, doing journalism. And so in mm. that, like, weird manga panel moment, we get the reason why he's talking about uh, the editor-in-chief and, oh, I didn't know you have had such a lovely wife. <laughs> here is this thing that, like, here is this word I'm going to keep repeating that means sex in this context. It sure does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I hated that scene. I actually <laughs> liked it, the creativity, but, like, the, the audio... Was was like too much. I'd rather have just taken in the art mm. <laughs> in that particular point because I didn't feel like the audio added too much to to further anything. This was just like, hey, we want to do a thing that's really artistic and cool. It it had it had little bearing on the plot. I have a feeling it was just like a weird fourth wall break thing again. Yeah, it was entirely an art artistic thing, and just to say that the. Name of the show means absolutely nothing. Which isn't... I'm not sure it's an interesting choice or a lazy choice. <laughs> As an artist, I, I what is this? Eh, fully coolie. Yes, fully coolie. Fully coolie. So... So after having a bath, Nauta goes to his room, and Haru, who... Her full name is Hara Hara Haruko. And I love that, that is that's a that's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of syllables. They all sound the same, except for that last one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we kind of get a we get what is disguised as Haruko like just fucking with him as a yeah. lot of stuff about her. He's asking about, like, where did you come from? What are you? And she's just like, yeah, I'm an alien. 
and you don't believe me, but that's fine. Yeah, I, you know, when she said it that way, and as weird as this show is, I'm like, oh, that's 100% accurate. Yep. Yep, <laughs> it is. <laughs> they haven't revealed it yet, and he doesn't believe it, but fuck you. That's an alien girl <laughs> that wants to beat your head until you have a, a weird head dick. And yeah, I don't know where this is going, but that's what's happening right now. That is one alien-ass motherfucker. <laughs> right, somebody call Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so again, they, t- they talk about his brother, who is yeah. very important to Nauta. And then there's, like, wacky hijinks of um, Haru, like, trying to be weirdly sincere and seduce him, and then sleep in the same bed as him. Yeah, um, did we mention that during the manga panels part, they have hired her, according to it? <laughs> she's, a, she's a housemaid. <laughs> as his housemaid? And apparently they gave her... Or, or having her split his room with her. Yep, yep. And and the reason she's been hired on for free is because she ran over his dad. Yep. <laughs> she's a very shit driver. I think she's a psychopath with a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could also be true. So in, instead of dealing with uh, Haru's shenanigans, uh, Nata goes to sleep downstairs, and we get a little dialogue between his dad about, well, I named you Nata for honesty, and uh, oh yeah, that weird chick that you hang around with, uh, who is definitely not homeless and definitely has a family, got some stale bread from us, and Nata runs off, because now I'm remembering it, earlier there is a part where... Uh, Mamimi calls him to like meet up with him and hang out, and he's super a dick to her. Yeah, he says, you know, why don't you go hang out with your friends? Mm. Like, I don't care about the photos that you took, blah, blah blah. And his dad has them because she like just dropped them off when she went to get stale bread, and then uh, Nauta runs out of the house, and. Uh, we see a cigarette with the lines Never Knows Best written on them. Yep. It is a super famous image from the show because it means so much to Mamimi. Like, the meaning of Never Knows Best is Mamimi's entire character. All right, then. So so what did you think it meant? Or did you did you just think it was, like, random scrolling? This show has a lot of random bullshit, but that's really purposeful. Mm-hmm. I just don't know fully what the context of that is, or mm-hmm. the subtext of what that means quite yet. Uh, that that seems like a future episode's oh thing. It's weird, because like, all of our character kind of follows the arc of its meaning, but it's never, it doesn't ever like slap you in the face with it. Like It never just goes, see, remember this? She writes it on cigarettes later, but they never really slap you with its meaning. It's kind of, a, it's much more gradual as Mamimi develops. Okay. Well, I can tell you that I do not know fully developed Mamimi, so... Mm-hmm. I don't really have an idea of what they're going with there. Yeah. 
Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not until you watch five more episodes. And then you've watched the whole series. It's six episodes, dude. I noticed that. It's six episodes, and that's the whole of it. I was like, whoa, that's crazy short for uh, for an anime. It's six episodes, and they tell a complete and nuanced story. Well, what, well done them. Uh, there is, uh, I mean, brevity is the soul of wit, right? <laughs> there you go. So... Nauta gives her the news that she uh, that he was going to tell her at the very beginning of the episode that her boyfriend went away, left her in Japan while he went to America to become a baseball player, and now he has an American girlfriend. Uh, and Mamimi sulks a bit, and then starts overflowing? Yeah, um, actually, it cuts to a scene... With, um, oh, what's, uh, other girl, uh, Vespa girl. Haruko. <laughs> Haruko. Or, Hara Hara Haruko? Hara Haru Haruko. Oh. <laughs> yeah, still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and the weird little bracelet she wears is, like, tugging and reacting, and then they cut to her telling us that she is overflowing. Yes, because... At the same time, like, the reveal to Mamimi happens off-screen, because it's Haruko, like, going through this letter that, um, Nelsa's brother sent him, and he's just like, oh, he has an American girlfriend, cuts to Mamimi's reaction, cuts back to, um, Haruko, oh, I must respect his privacy, but the, like, bracelet is going off. Yeah. And then Mamimi- Kind of weird. Collapses? And then, um, head boner. Yep. It's gonna erupt in a hot, steamy robot fight. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, out of Nauta's, uh, horn from the bump that he got from Haruko, uh, a robot and a giant robot hand emerge, and then they start fighting. Yep. Yeah, his head dick shoots robot fights. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that, Joe. I mean, I do, and it's cool, but I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Are you assuming that I'm watching the other uh, five episodes here? I mean, it's only five episodes. Hard sell, Joe. Hard sell. <laughs> no, it wasn't bad. Um, this, upon first watching, gets better as it goes on time-wise in my head mm. than the time that I was actually watching it. Now that I'm actually considering it, rather than just taking it in, going, what the fuck is happening? It was better than my initial imp impression. Yeah, and I think that is <laughs> very much what this anime is supposed to do. Like, it shows you a lot of wacky things, but mm -hmm. in the context of the characters it's happening to, initially you're kind of distracted by, like, why are the robots coming out of this dude's head? But also, what does it mean? Why are robots coming out of this dude's head is a pretty priority question. They do explain it in later episodes. No, I just mean in life in general, man. If right. robots are coming out of a dude's head, you're asking why. Okay, so, they explain exactly why it has no bearing 
on what the actual anime is. It gives you, <laughs> like, it gives it robot fights, and it gives, it. I mean, first of all, it gives you a character and what that character represents, but the robot fights are almost, like, triggers of conflict. This could totally have just been a slice-of-life anime, but they've decided to go the route of making it super weird and throwing in robot fights to represent parts of Nauta coming of age. This whole anime is a, is a buildings roaming. No, no, I, I kind of could see that because we've got the larger just hand versus the smaller fully developed robot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that giant hand is the adult or, uh, or you know, uh, more fully formed human that he's going to become versus the youth that is fighting against said uh, development in adulthood. Yay. <laughs> now, if you can tell me who the robot represents, I'll be very surprised. You know what? Um, if I'm going to take a guess, it <gasps> might actually be... <gasps> His brother. <laughs> because his brother ran off and didn't embrace an adult life. Yes. He went off to stay forever young playing baseball, yes. a kid's game. <laughs> Great. Uh, what do I win, Joe? Um, I will buy you several drinks when I finally meet you in person. All right. I'll buy you several, too. We're going to be terribly drunk. That's how this thing works. Yeah. I mean, we've just kind of, like, left the anime, but really, apart from the robot fight, the brother robot wins, and then that's the end of the episode? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Cue more 90s acoustic rock. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The ending is really cool. Like, the ending motion is just stop motion of a replica Vespa driving around Japan. Yeah, that is 100% accurate. So, wow, apparently I took away a lot more from it than I thought I had, or maybe with you discussing it with me, I thought about it further and came mm. up with more, at the very least. Either way, like, I'm super happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way any anyone's watching that first episode and got as much out of it as I did because I talked to you that have has seen the whole series. Oh, like exactly. And it is it is one of those series that I can watch multiple times and it's only six episodes, but I will invariably pull something new out of watching the entire entire series. Nice. Because there is like just so much depth and nuance to the characters, all wrapped in this crazy robot coming out of people's heads bow. It's just such a fucking good anime for six episodes. Nice. <laughs> you know, I was all like, fuck this shit when I started, and I'm, I'm turned around. Yeah. Yay, fully coolie. Fully coolie. Yeah, I can't. I can't do a voice that high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Um, I was really worried because I thought you were just gonna do a flip flappers on me and just say this was confusing and I hate it and I don't want to watch it ever again. But I'm glad. 
tearing up a little. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, your tears sustain me, Joe. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, d- do we have any other notes on Fulikuli? I think I feel like that's a real feel-good vibe to leave off of. No, I I think I need to think more about what I've just watched. Uh, I don't have anything to add because I kind of want to think some more on what I watched and maybe try to figure out a thing that I missed. Yep. So good, you guys. Well, before you do all your thinking, um, yeah. how about you do that thing? <laughs> how about I do that thing? Next time on WTF Anime. So now that we've had the, uh, albeit discussion-related highs of uh, Fulikuli, I think it's time to talk about another harem show. Fuck! <laughs> but don't worry, don't worry. No! This is a reverse harem. Doesn't matter, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> um, so, I went through a couple episodes I went through a couple thoughts with episodes we could watch, mostly because I wanted just an episode with Kyoya. You'll find out about him. But I think it's just easier to do the first episode of Oran High School Host Club. Even the title makes me a little angry right now, and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you'll love it, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> Gonna go. Go downstairs now and beat my wife just because you oh, recommend God. the hair. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't hit my wife. That's awful. And domestic abuse is not funny. I should stop that. But <laughs> no, I'm not feeling real good right now. <laughs> have some more whiskey on me. I bought my whiskey. Well, yeah, I give you permission to have some more as we go into business. All right, let's do business. Yeah, so if you would like to follow the show on Twitter, we are at WTF Anime Show. Uh, follow that for all of the times that we're going to be releasing episodes, fucking delays that have occurred, uh, episodes that go missing. Um, this wasn't me. I didn't do this. I mean, it was your audio. I'm just, just saying. Uh, but no. You um, literally said it was your audio the other day. <laughs> no, my audio had sound problems. Yours was missing. <laughs> was mi- Oh, good. Well, well, then that was a that was a team effort of screwing that up. <laughs> yeah. So you can find out whenever we screw up together on Twitter. Uh, and let us know what anime you want us to re- uh, review in the future. It can't always be me punishing Travis. Yeah, Joe doesn't want to be the only Dom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you would prefer, we have an email, wtfanimeshow at gmail.com. Uh, for all that same stuff. And I can always be reached at... The Joe Hadfield. And Travis, where can I find you? You can find me at Dicelobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. Come hit me up on Twitter, folks. Um, mostly they interact with WTF anime, and I'm just the garbage trash boy in the go- uh, corner. <laughs> but I promise you, I respond if you, if, if you Twitter me. Tweet me. There we go. Tweet me. Twat me. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. this was a roller coaster of an episode. I was terrified, uh, and then I was 
kind of annoyed at you, and then we got to an understanding, and I got to throw a harem show on you. Yeah, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> fine, you'll love it. It'd no, I probably won't. I'm That'd I'm not going to too. I'm not going to prejudge, but <laughs> harem, not my favorite thing. <laughs> really not. But all your favorite ever. voice actors are in there. I don't have one of those. But Sebastian, he voices best boy. I do like Sebastian. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and on that positive note, a goodbye. so much just like a lot of gin and tonic